Welcome to the State of Energy. I'm Rand DeWitt, along with man that once won the Tour de France, but was disqualified for riding a unicycle. Oh, man. Tom Clark, Executive Director of Rocky Mountain Propane Association. Just a vision of you, like, keeping up with those Tour de France people on a unicycle. On a unicycle? I love that visual. Maybe on my Peloton. <laughs> but you're, you're a, a cyclist, aren't you? I have a few, I have a few uh, bikes, yeah. Okay. Are you, not, are that, you, not a, that are you a spandex of... guy? No, no, no. I have, a, okay. I have a couple mountain bikes. You're not like shaving your legs for before you start riding to keep the wind resistant down or something like that? I shave my back. Okay. <laughs> well, in the TMI category today, we're going to file that one away. Tom, um, is it me or is the whole world acting like it's 2 a.m. outside of a club and it's been drinking Red Bull and vodka by the gallon all night? <laughs> it's It's pretty crazy. There's a lot of... You, you you can't really escape it either. You go you get on the news, any pick any news channel. Doesn't matter what it is, right? Mm -hmm. You can open any social media platform. Somewhere you're gonna see some type of unrest in some country. Yeah. It doesn't and pick your country. Like it's all over. It's even in our own our own backyard, you know, with the with the border uh, security problems. There's mm -hmm. there's problems. Colleges seem to be fun right now too. It's it's everywhere. Yes, it's everywhere. It's it's uh, it seems like uh, it's more though than than it has been in the past because we've always had you know there's always been something going on but mm -hmm. right now I think it's kind of at a, at at the height of uh, uh, of like security risks and and uh, I, I sent you this article from the U.S. Department of State. Yeah, I mean, yeah, worldwide caution from the State Department. Due to increased tensions in various locations around the world, the potential for terrorist attacks, demonstrations, or violent actions against U.S. citizens and interests, the United States State Department advises citizens overseas to exercise increased caution. Should for, stay alert. For anywhere. Anywhere, yeah, anywhere in the world. A worldwide caution. I I I, I tra I've traveled around the world, and you know a lot of a lot of stuff. Uh, propane's used around the world. I've, I've spent some time in in South America, Central America, in the Caribbean, doing different Belize, Belize. Yeah, just doing different propane work um, over the last I don't know twenty five thirty years, and and it's it. I've I've tracked some of this this uh, travel. Um, site from the u.s department of state and and it wasn't there's there's only a few countries here and there that that pop up on this but now it's a worldwide um yellow caution it's not it's it doesn't say don't travel but but you you can just feel it every Be vigilant. Yeah, you, you can yeah. feel it everywhere you go and and that kind of extends um i think everybody everybody is feeling some tension and well let me ask you this question how much do you think paid agitators are uh, affecting everything? Yeah, that's, that's a whole nother discussion. I mean, there's, it's true. It's 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 out there. It's true, and we have to be concerned about our security. And what is included in that is our energy security because we mm -hmm. we're vulnerable. We have we have only a few sources of energy. Um, you basically have gas and electricity is your is our main sources of of energy for your home for your business um and and if you just think about securing your own your own home at night like what 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 do you got to be worried about 
Well, I mean, well, one, people trying to get in, people trying to rob you. I don't know uh, if it's cold, the power going out. If it's too hot, power going out. You want to be able to not freeze to death and you need to eat. Right. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, okay. All right. You want to throw food in there too? Okay. So you got to cook your food because you're not going to eat raw hamburger. No, but you know, sushi's good this time of year. Beef (laughs) tartare. Could never do it. Couldn't. Can't do it. Can't do tartare. But in all reality, there's, there's some, there's some security risks out there. A lot. And, and energy security is a big deal right now. Um, and, and, and if you're, if you're concerned about that at all, um, I think propane is, is a, is a great tool to help you achieve your energy security, um, in, in all sorts of aspects of your life. And there's the, the, there's this, uh, the four A's of energy security. Yes. Yeah. You got that off of uh, safetyculture.com, understanding energy security. And you got the four A's there with some really nifty pictures. <laughs> and the four are av- availability, accessibility, acceptability, and affordability. And I think, I think propane kind of checks all those boxes. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, and what's crazy about this, I think we've been talking about this since our very first show. You've been highlighting the importance of energy security. We've been talking about, you know, our four A's are abundant, affordable, accessible, uh, and a cleaner option. (laughs) A cleaner option. (laughs) Those are our four A's. American. American. Yeah. Yeah. So we have five A's. There, There you go. But we check all these boxes. It's available. You can pretty much get propane anywhere you want, right? We have a ton of propane available. It can even be brought to you. Uh, it can. It, you can go pick it up. You can go get your own tank filled. They can deliver it to you. Uh, it, the the accessibility, availability, they, they kind of fit in the same little category. But uh, it, it's available for anybody. It's here in the U.S. produced locally, and 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 it's an acceptable source of energy because it's clean. It's on. It's it's one of the the. The one of the fuels that's listed in the Clean Air Act. It's it's acceptable to be used, and it's affordable. It you don't have to be mega rich to afford propane. It's really it's affordable to absolutely everybody. So it it, it hits all the four A's of energy security. And if you have any uh, concerns about what's going on in the world today and concerned about, you know, maybe something crazy happened, not just a natural disaster, but maybe one of these unnatural disasters, God forbid, your family could be secure with the propane as a, as an energy source for electricity, heating, cooking, hot water, protecting your home. I mean, and it's, it's very easy. Like you said, but it's so easy. It's, you know, like the, the Generac generators, I love those. I got one. You do? I have one here. I have one here at my house. Um, and, and I'm prepared for if the power goes out or there's some type of grid. Failure. Fa- failure if it's, if, it's a, if it's an attack or if it's just a natural failure. This thing will kick on automatically within, I don't know, a couple, a couple minutes. It should maybe two minutes at the most. It'll kick on, it, it flips a switch, and my house has 
full power again. And, and, and I have enough gas appliances as well that I don't need a big giant generator. I, I've got a pretty small, affordable uh, propane powered generator because my furnace is gas, my stove is gas, I got a fireplace that's gas. I even have a gas fired uh, clothes dryer. My water heater is gas. So I don't need all of these uh, electric appliances, or I don't need a, a giant electric generator to run electric appliances. And you pass gas. And I, yeah. So we have that too. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, you're listening to the State of Energy. That's Tom Clark, Executive Director of Rocky Mountain Propane Association. And we need to mention we're brought to you by the elite products of Mopeka. The Mopeka guys actually emailed me today. Did they? What they have to say? Yeah, he says, "Hey, we want to be." A, he said, "Hey, I listened to uh, one of your last shows, and I heard you want us to be on the show." <laughs> I said, "Yeah, we do want you back on the show. We need to talk about this." Yeah, because you know who you know who mentioned uh, the old Mopeka uh, monitor to me the other day. Who's that? I ran into a guy, you know, the big baller gas hall. No. <laughs> you remember him? Yep. Yep. So, so <laughs> rolling this back into energy security, Big Baller Gas Hauler was out uh, doing bulk plant installations and, and expanding a propane company's uh, storage facility somewhere up in Idaho. I don't know the exact location, but, but uh, just to go back to this energy security, the propane companies around the country are preparing for winter right now right. For, the, for consumers all over the place. They're dumping tons of money into you know, private money. This is, they're not getting government subsidies for all this. They're, they're dumping private money into expanding their storage facilities, new trucks. They're hiring employees so that the consumer doesn't ever see any lapse in, in, their, in their propane deliveries. So th th this is what's so great about the propane industry is, is all these smaller propane companies scattered around the country, they really give the nation energy security. And that's so important. And it's, it, it, just, it still just drives me nuts that when we're talking about the clean environment and the way America is going to move forward and the way the world's going to move forward, it's going to be uh, electrify everything. When propane is sitting here right now, People are hurting. People are, you know, inflation's way up. People are trying to, you know, make sure they get enough for their home and their food and their kids and the school and all that. And we're just jamming electrify everything down everyone's throat, making things much more expensive. It is. It is. It is making things more expensive. And in propane's here right now that could actually do all of this. It's clean. It's affordable. It's abundant. It's American. And we're, we're real, we really do care about the energy security and, and the consumers, the business owners. And you can see it with all the hard work and dedication that uh, people like the big baller gas hauler are dumping into the propane industry um, so, that, so that the consumers, they won't even know if there's ever a problem because we've invested so much money, private money, into the infrastructure of the propane backbone of, of America. So it's, it is a really a, a great thing. And, and uh, just a big shout out to those guys because uh, everybody's working hard to, to prep for winter. You do great work, gentlemen and ladies, ladies and gentlemen in the propane industry, you do great work. And uh, I, I just wish it was more respected by our, uh, our leaders 
it needs to be a bigger piece of the pie when it comes to our energy. And I just, it just, it baffles the mind. I, I was in a, in a leadership uh, meeting recently and we talked, we did talk about uh, a bunch of different energy. It was, it was more about vehicles and, and the way that the energy is used um, on a vehicle aspect. And one of the, the people in this meeting was a, a police department, a police department in, in Colorado. And they talked about, um, you know, making uh, energy, making their fleet resilient to different energy uh, failures. So it could be a gasoline infrastructure, diesel infrastructure, electric infrastructure, even propane infrastructure. How do you make your fleet resilient to different uh, attacks that could happen to one of those things? And they they talked a lot about the electric police cars that they had. And somebody asked them, like, hey, are you going to get more electric police cars? Uh, because your fleet, you know, they were at, I think maybe 10 or 15% of their fleet was already on electric. And they said, well, not, not right now, not today. And, and everybody was kind of shocked. They're like, well, why not? Said, well, because we have to respond to accidents and sometimes those can take up to four hours to, to respond to and do all the paperwork and your car is sitting there running with the heater on or the air conditioner on. <laughs> And the battery, the battery would go dead. So, so they, but they get it right. They're like, we can't just go all electric. We have to have different options. And propane was one of those options that we discussed. I don't, I don't think they, they took me serious when I brought it up, but it's a, it is an option for different fleets to expand your energy security into your fleets. Well, and you know who gets it? We've talked about this before, Florida. Yeah, because they have so many options with propane. When the disasters happen, they got a lot of lot of fleets that run on run on propane. Uh, I've heard as far this goes as far as saying if you have a local school district that has school buses that run on propane, that that resiliency to a different. Um, attacks on infrastructure like gasoline and diesel mm-hmm. th- that allows that's a resource that allows um, transportation of a lot of people out of an area that's being that, that's affected so one day you're gonna you're gonna read about this where a propane school a fleet of propane school buses saves the day by moving a bunch of people out of an area that has you know no access to gasoline or diesel because of something happened uh, to that to that infrastructure. You think the media is really going to cover that? Uh, maybe, maybe not. But but it's a real thing. Like you have to think about these things in this in this crazy new world that we're in. Is what does happen if a big uh, you know source of fuel or electricity happens to be compromised? Yeah, it gets interrupted, and nobody knows this more than the people of Florida who are dealing with hurricanes and everything that goes on down there. Yeah, and they rely heavily on propane because it works. Just saying, it works. Well, and we keep pushing this electrify everything movement, and it, we know that we need electricity. We all use it. Of course, we love electricity. I love electric vehicles. I th- we're not anti. We're not anti electric. <clears throat> we're not anti solar. We're not anti wind. We're 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 all we want all of these options working together i wish i had an electric car i think they're cool my neighbor well i don't he's not really my neighbor he lives down in the rich neighborhood and i do see him every once in a while and he's driving this cool lucid 
electric car. It looks really cool. I wish I could afford one. Uh, and there's a place for cool electric cars because... Yeah, I was just driving one myself the other day. Um, it's, a, it's a golf cart. I was at a golf... <laughs> I was playing golf. And it, it ran great. I have an electric vehicle. Did I tell you this? No. No, wait, is it the motorcycle? It, it's a... Well, I don't, I don't know if you can call it a motorcycle. It's more... It's, it's, it's a cross between a mountain bike, an electric mountain bike, and, a, and an electric motorcycle. It's called a Suron. Wait a minute. I think I saw them when I was at Big Baller's house the That's last time right. I was yeah. up there, and they were all jamming around. Those things are awesome. They are awesome. They're, they're, they're a lot of power. They're, they're, fat, they're fast. They're fun. They're, they're nimble. They're, they're cool. There's a place for your Coors Light? There's a, there's a place for that. But as we're seeing around around the country where we're trying to force this electrification, I mean, look what just happened to Ford. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, people, I mean, people oh. are starting to see that, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to buy this. I, I can't afford it. I can't afford a hundred thousand dollar electric truck. No, they're going to uh, Ford is going to postpone about twelve billion dollars in EV investment as buyers are becoming more cautious. Yeah, And Ford said its customers in North America are unwilling to pay for a premium EV. Uh, the company, in turn, is postponing about $12 billion, and uh, they've lost $3.1 billion through three quarters of this year on their uh, EV, the Ford Model E. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Like, when do you stop? When does the bleeding stop and you're like, uh... We're not going to do this anymore. Apparently now. It's, it does, is that, do you think that's in, including that big battery plant that they were going to stop because of the, there was some Chinese, some Chinese I, investor? I don't think so because they can't afford to post that, that was, those losses. This has got to be on top of the battery thing too then. Yeah. $12 billion in, yeah. in, uh, infrastructure that in investment that they that they just stopped and yeah also going into that uh, story you sent me from uh, texaspolicy.com um overcharged expectations unmasking the true cost of electric vehicles and what's the key points that that brings out so the cost of producing an electric vehicle is far higher than prices uh, in pricing than they're being sold for. Nearly $22 billion in federal and state subsidies and regulatory credits suppressed the retail price of EVs in 2021 by an average of almost $50,000. So every single electric car being sold is being subsidized in some shape or form through a federal credit up to $50,000 per vehicle. Yeah, and thanks to an unlawful that, multiplier, EVs receive nearly seven times more credits under federal fuel efficiency programs than they provide in actual fuel economy benefits. Hmm. And, and, and here's the crazy thing. We talk about electric cars and we kind of bash them here and there. And, but why? Like, they're not a threat to propane. No, it's not. not we're not hmm. saying they're, they're great cars. They're cool. My friend works with Tesla. I've driven Teslas. They're great cars. They're really cool cars. But being, having all this rammed down our throats and being forced into this electrify everything religion, which it's turned into, it, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. They need to be a piece of it, not the, hey, this is our lane. You know why I care the most about, about you know, pushing this agenda onto everybody is because it doesn't stop at the electric cars oh, and no. we're, we're we're we see we see this go into things like your furnace your 
gas stove. You're it's 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 gonna keep going and going and going, and until we're so vulnerable because everything is electric. And if look at look at what's going on in Canada in uh, in Montreal, oh the gas gosh. stove. <clears throat> yeah, Montreal to ban the use of natural gas in most new buildings starting next year. New buildings of up to three stories. 600 square meters are subject by by October 1st, 2024 to ban the use of natural gas. In Montreal, I'm just saying. It's cold it up there. It gets a little cold out there. It gets just a little cold. That's how that, that's how they're going to make their hot water. That's how they're going to heat pools. That's how I mean, can you imagine trying if if everybody had to heat their hot tub cuz they're not saying that everybody has a hot tub, but there's a lot of businesses and homes that you, you, they got hot tubs, and you're going to try to heat all of this stuff with electricity? How are you going to do that? You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't, and I, it, I feel like we're kind of getting to the point where the pendulum is going to start to swing back because it's been so far crazy for so long. It kind of, and, and I think the world's kind of seeing that the, the pendulum's coming back. We're going to kind of like you know, make some changes in the way that uh, we're doing things. And I think that's part of uh, why the uh, pedal has been pushed down to move this stuff forward so fast. Because like we always say, follow the money. I heard a guy last week or this week, actually called. He, we had a speaker. Uh, it was from a clean cities coalition. And, you know, he, he says the electric, the electric car is, is cool. It's coming. And then, there's there's uh this there's this messy middle is what he called it where you know you you just there's no way to electrify that and some some of it's cleaner than electricity some of it's dirtier than electricity and somehow we got to fix the messy middle and even even big big universities like MIT <laughs> they they've done studies that show that places where electricity is dirty like I don't know, half the country. Uh, you, you look at any any state that uses a lot of coal and natural gas, at the end of the day, they're, the electric vehicles, electric stoves, electric water heaters, electric furnaces are producing more greenhouse gas emissions than their natural gas and propane counterparts. Hmm. But nobody wants to share that. Nobody wants to talk about that because they keep saying it. One day, one day, we're going to have super clean electricity. You know, the other part of that is um, what we were talking about on the phone the other day when you were talking about uh, the wind, uh, the wind farms, the windmills, the blades, and the picture that you saw. And I can't, it's, it's insane. They're all, they're, most of them are made overseas. You got these giant trucks hauling a giant windmill that takes a whole fleet of of cars to get this one blade up to this facility they don't take into consideration the uh the the production side of those emissions no and what i mean and what happens when they're done and expired and the stacks and stacks and stacks and miles of just used blades that are just stacked up go look it's it's in uh it's in 
Casper, Wyoming. Is it? Casper, oh, it's in Wyoming. Wyoming. I think a, I said Texas. It's got a yeah. graveyard. Oh, there's they're in Texas too, but but Wyoming's got a big open space and they got windmills all over the place. But there's there's uh, windmill blades that are they're made out of fiberglass. They can't. They're non recyclable, and they just bury them into these giant graveyards and it, it's you know pretty close to the giant coal mines that are also produce you know digging up all this coal for the power plants that are charging all this stuff so it, it's it seems like we're spending a ton of money and we're going to make a little tiny dent in the emissions and i think we really got to to really think about what we're doing how we're doing it and what makes the best, the most impact for the least amount of money. And I think every time you compare propane to any of those other energy choices, propane's going to come out ahead all day long. That is Tom Clark, executive director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. My name is Rand DeWitt, and we got a lot of stuff for you online. Just go to thestateofenergy.com. Mm-hmm.